WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Dodd. I'm Steve. I'm Brittany, and this is WCSG Backstage. Welcome to WCSG Backstage. It's episode 40. Wow. wow. 40. And Dodd is here instead of Tom. That's right. Because I'm 40. All right. <laughs> you, you were. You wish. You <laughs> yes, Tom is off, but we do have a great fill-in. Dodd will be joining us throughout the show. And uh, they say life begins at 40. They also say 40 is the new 20. Hmm. Well, since we're not all 40, we all have lived to be 20. So if you could go back, tell your 20-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Amanda, you go first. Hmm. Sunscreen. <laughs> Wear sunscreen. I uh, did a lot of the great tanning bed stuff mm. in high school and in my twenties. Oh yeah, because I'm pretty. I'm a pretty pale individual. Um, <laughs> but now I have a lot of wrinkles that I think I would not have if I had applied proper sunscreen in my younger days. So I wear it now, but and I'm very diligent with my kids, but yeah. I wish I would have done that back in the day. Yeah, you have one of those redheaded ones that burst in the flames. He does. Yeah. Even looking at the sun or Aww. thinking about the sun, it's like, <laughs> oh, sunburn immediately. Wouldn't well, so. you also have a pool growing up too? Did yes. That contribute to it? Yeah, my parents, I mean, they still have a pool, but yeah, a lot of time added sun exposure. And I'm freckly, like yeah. I'm freckle face and Every freckle is sun damage. Mm, like, so it it's, yeah. And I'm afraid Shoot. if I went under one of those fancy oh, lights, man, no. like, no, I, no. I feel like it's only a matter of time before I have to go to the doctor and get some, like, we're going to cut this out of oh, you. Right. So, when yeah. I was a kid, I had freckles all on my face. But then when I became a teenager, I just hid out in the basement playing video games <laughs> and they've all gone away. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> lost the freckles. Will they come back? I don't know. If you but were I to used actually to, go in they, the they sun? Went, uh, <laughs> on the top of my cheeks and all over my nose. Well, and your son kind of has those, right? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. So. They're angel kisses. Yeah, that's what we always call them. Or you stood too close to the back end of a cow. Oh, so. Ooh. thanks. That's what my grandma always said. <laughs> what? Wow. But, Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, Jeremy, what's yours? All right. Well, I could go back and tell my 20-year-old self that it'd be a great idea to buy stock in Google, Apple, and Amazon oh. to set me up for the rest Smart. of my life. I figured I would do something that maybe would impact me a little bit more as a person. And uh, watching my kids get into baseball and softball mm. and you know helping them practice, I'm like, I really like this sport why did i never give that a try and so while i know at 20 i couldn't be on a high school league but like right. i could join an adult league and i know i could do that now you could but sure. i have a variety of reasons not to <laughs> that didn't exist when i was what's 20. one good one um just <laughs> lack of time yeah. because my kids are doing it it's hard for me to also do it simultaneously mm -hmm. so and too many freckles too, too many much, freckles, too much sun too exposure. Much sun. But they give you a ball cap. They do so give you a ball cap. I, I think I look cute in a ball cap. Like, they, yeah, <laughs> I pull it off. Like, sure, play a little stick ball with my <laughs> buddies. Cute, my ball later. <laughs> so, hey, I've noticed that you've been wearing a lot of these like jersey looking. Well, yeah, yes. Teams. So I have yeah. one baseball shirt, and I was like, I really like how they look because they're the three quarter. Yep length sleeves and then i found some like real cheap on amazon i'm like like that color like that color like that nice. color so they all showed up and i'm like this is my outfit now like i feel like i'm pulling a mark zuckerberg right <laughs> now yeah like i have a uniform yes. for a little while we'll see how long it lasts but i feel so. like it connects to the baseball yeah thing. it does Perfect. it does nice 
Okay, Dad. I'll, I'll go, yeah. And since I've been 20, like two and a half times over, yeah, right. I thought maybe <laughs> I could share two. And one of them is, is um, well, something I'm glad we started doing when we were around 20 years old. Actually, 25, because that's when my first son was born. Joe was born when we were uh, 25. Is we just put away a little bit of money every every paycheck mm. uh, for them so that mm. after they graduate, we could give that to them. And if you do $10 a month mm. after 18 years, that's $2,000. Oh, um, nice. wow. We did 10 dollars a pay period, so that's like $4,000. Wow. And even that amount of money is hard at the time, but right now Anna is shopping for a car and mm. there's some spending money yeah. to go along with that. So Smart. yay 20-year-old self, but encourage anyone else who might want to yeah. do that. A second one, and I hope this doesn't sound morbid, but uh, coming up in October, uh, Lee Geisbeek, our former mm-hmm. yeah. boss and friend uh, who passed away last December, is being honored uh, with the Keys for Kids Legacy Award. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking around for pictures, and I realized, you know, I don't have a good picture of just me and Lee. Mm-hmm. And when my dad passed away six years ago, it's kind of like the same thing. My favorite picture of my dad and I is blurry and not Aww. something you might frame. So it's like... Less pictures of the house painting that we did this summer and maybe more pictures of me and one of my children together yeah. Yeah. so we can look at that one. later in life. That's really, really smart. Really good really, man, very That's practical. Really 20, I was in college. I wish I would have taken more advantage of being in college. I was very like, I don't want to stay up late. I just want to get my stuff done. I was a student athlete, so you kind of have to be a little regimented. But I look back now and think, man, I should have done more like late night Taco Bell runs and some of those kinds of things. Hmm. Um, And kind of to play off of that, um, I think I would just go back and tell my 20-year-old self, do some work on figuring out who you are. Because Mm. if I would have had a better handle of who I was, I think I would have... invested in certain relationships more (laughs) others less and just you know done more things like i look back and it was like okay i was paying to go to school i could have taken some classes that i think i would have really enjoyed Mm. or like done some things gotten involved in things that i think i would have enjoyed a lot and um the opportunity is kind of passed for that so Mm -hmm. um yeah just it's hard work and i know you're changing a lot in college anyway but Mm -hmm. i think i i would have just said invest in yourself a little more and and figure yourself out a little more so just as I was hearing you, Amanda, say sunscreen, I thought, oh, I should have gone with floss. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, s- more, a little more seriously, I think I would tell me, learn to love well, um, to be selfless. Because um, at 20, I was pretty selfish and mm. took relationships, you know, friends, family, etc., for granted. Um, and didn't realize that the older I get, it would not be as easy to, yeah. you know, like make friends. And it was just, that's just easy when you're in yeah. college, you know, mm-hmm. that age. And, um, there's just a lot more fulfillment and meaning to be found in giving of yourself than taking for yourself. Mm. Uh, and that really describes me at 20. So I doubt I would have listened, right. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know if I would have even understood my 50 year old self, but, mm. uh, that's what I would say. And, I don't know. Some of that will come back up when we get to Deep Cut. So Ooh. stay tuned. Yeah, right. yeah. Good tea, Steve. Yeah, thanks. Tell me something good. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but there are good news stories going on around the world. And we have found a few. It's time for Tell Me Something Good. Dodd, go ahead and lead us off. Yeah, you know what? I wanted to highlight something that was happening local, and that was a recent visit that we were able to have at the Alpha Women's Center. Mm. Uh, So some of our staff members were able to go and sort some clothes, take a tour, do a prayer walk down there. And I was 
just like struck, almost overwhelmed mm. with the good work uh, that they're doing in downtown Grand Rapids. I know they're also in Cedar Springs and Lowell. I think they're opening a new center in Lake Odessa mm. uh, coming up cool. soon. One of the stops on the tour was the volunteer room, and this is the room where they facilitate, I think they said, 3,000 hours of mentoring every year. Wow. Mm. And I thought, that's like 10 hours a day if you're not doing the weekends and stuff. So mm. just a lot of one-on-one. Steve, you talked about relationships. Yeah. A lot of relationship building. Another stop on the tour, um, Lori is their sonographer. She called it their magic room because that's where moms and dads and other loved ones get to see that baby for the first mm-hmm. time yeah. uh, with the ultrasound. And the third one, is that Alpha is is recently rebranded so they can also offer the Alpha Men's Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And there's a home next door, not to be too technical, but every unplanned pregnancy involves a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, They hoped in the first year to be able to serve 50 men. It's not open yet, and they've already served 55. Oh, So they're just blowing the top off. Really excited about Alpha. I'm sure they'd appreciate your support, Mm -hmm. your prayers for what they're doing. Uh, hey, guys, did you know that in the U.S. there are 61 national parks? Did not know no. that. Yes, well, Thanks, there are. <laughs> and um, 89-year-old Joy Ryan wanted to see them all, so her 38-year-old 30 grandson, Brad Ryan, decided to take her. And um, this is more than just a bucket list story. you got to check the link um, if you're listening to this because I can't get into all of it. But basically, he was Brad was real close with his grandma when he was a little kid, mm-hmm. and then his family was kind of torn apart by divorce, mm-hmm. and there were 10 years that went by that he didn't talk to her at all. Aww. And um, he saw her like years later uh, at his sister's wedding and just kind of thought, I want to try to reestablish the relationship. Mm-hmm. So he just one day reached out to her, called her and said, you know, can you come over and teach me how to make that banana bread that I loved so much? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that began, began like a long gradual process of kind of reconciliation and, you know, re rebuilding that relationship. And um, one day they were talking and she just, she's from Ohio just mentioned that she had never had a chance to see the mountains or the ocean. And um, it's a shame I didn't get to see more of that in my life. Never had the chance to. And so he decided to do something about it. In 2015, they took their first road trip to like the Smoky Mountains. And then like the next year they went to, what was it? 21 national parks in just 28 days. Wow. Yeah. And he says, I saw her eyes come alive in a way that she would never be able to articulate with words. Um, But, through the process of all these road trips, they kind of dealt with a lot of the unanswered questions and the difficult conversation about, you know, forgiving each other and Mm. getting more understanding about each other. Mm. And, um, so they're not done yet. They still plan to hit those final 20 national parks uh, over the next few years. And then they got to figure out how to get Grandma Joy to Hawaii. Yeah. Because uh, that's one of her biggest dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, basically he said what they hope for people to take from their story is that you're never too old to pack a lifetime of adventure uh, if you have the drive and the willpower to make it happen. Um, he says, our story is proof that uh, if you can open your heart and create a vision for your future, anything is possible. He went on to say, if you are fortunate to still have your grandparents living, pick up the phone and find out what means the most to them. Ask, mm-hmm. what is it that you wish you'd done in your life um, if you haven't? So wow. I just thought that was, and that really made me think kid? a lot. He's 38. Okay. He's so like a... Young. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Young guy. Right, right. He is like a veterinarian at a zoo, I think. Wow. And so, anyway, I thought that was a cool story. You think of all the one on one time as you're traveling to those places. Right. 
is there a national park in Hawaii? I though? Feel like is there that something? Is. There's yeah. like a volcano or yeah. something. Right, you would Can't think. Fall off that way exactly. Wow. I want to know one what road trip snacks they packed and two <laughs> what they listen to. Yeah, like you that would be. If she, like I made some banana bread, yes. some cheese oh, yeah. and crackers, like right, right. <laughs> green yeah. bologna. He's like, oh, she's, she's, she's like, I've got, I've cold. got a Glenn Miller mixed yeah. in, and yeah. he's like, I don't know, I've got Tupac. Yeah, yeah, that's right. not a thing. I don't know. <laughs> You're thirty. Well, he's thirty-eight. 38. You, know, yeah. you know what music would be. Oh, oh cute. <laughs> that's a great story. Well, I'm going to tell you the story about well. This has been floating around the internet for a while, so there's some new details coming out. But basically, uh, there is a movie being made about the man who developed Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> what? what? Now, on the surface of that, you're like, why would they make a movie based on some man who created a snack? Right. But They've it's such a rag to riches story. Really? The story that we I read this morning just basically says who's going to be directing it, and it's Ava Longoria. Mm. So she's going to be behind this, which <laughs> is know, also interestingly enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but So then I'm reading about this guy, and... I'm going to do my best to keep this short, but he grew up in a migrant labor camp in Southern California. Mm. He and his 10 siblings lived in a one-room apartment. They mm. eventually upgraded to an 800-square-foot, three-bedroom apartment. Wow. First day of third grade, his mom packed him a burrito. Now, in the 60s, people didn't really know what a burrito was, so right. it was weird. He was uncomfortable about it. Aww. So the next day, he tells his mom, can you pack me a bologna, cupcake like the other kids? Right. She packs him two burritos and says, you need to share them. Well, by the end of the week, he started selling them. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say. This developed this thing in him where he realized that being different is special. Right. Um, And this is all in like his memoir. Yeah. Your story. Your story. And his memoir is called A Boy, A Burrito, and A Cookie. And like even just this far into his story, I'm totally like, I want to know more. Yeah. Well, he dropped out of school um, because he struggled to learn English, reading, Mm. writing, got some low paying jobs. And then a friend told him about Frito-Lay. Well, he picked up an application, had his wife fill it out because he struggled with the writing, Mm. and they hired him in as a janitor. Well, what happened next was one of the machines broke that was supposed to dust the Cheetos. And so there were these plain Cheetos, and he took them home to experiment (gasps) with them. Undusted. Undusted by cheese dust. Yeah. And so he took them home, and he played around with them, um, thinking about the street vendor that he used to see as a kid that would do the corn on the cob with the chili and lime. And that's how he came up with the flavor. (gasps) And Frito-Lay has this thing where, like, they want you to have ownership of the company. So he decided, I'm going to call them and say, I've got this great new flavor. Yeah. All my friends and family like it. What do you think? And they're like, we'll give you a couple weeks to prepare a presentation. He has to go to the library, <gasps> research how to market things. He oh. comes up with the bag design and everything and pitches it and... The rest is history. And now wow. he has worked his way up the corporate ladder. He is an executive and he tours around the country giving what you would consider motivational speeches about his life. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, it's so much more than just like, yes. this guy created a snack and yeah. a movie. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, that is very cool. That's, I want to see that movie now. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't, they don't have a relay state or who is an a, who's acting in it, but I just think... It's Tom Hanks. It's got to be oh. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Who's the guy who plays the um? What's his name? Who plays the buddy on Ant Man? Who drives the van around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I want. He talks really fast. Yes. Yes. What is his name? Michael Pena. Yeah, I like him. I want him to play the guy. Or John Leguizamo could probably do it. Oh yeah, yeah, I like him too. (laughs) Good story. What a great story. Okay, um, my story. I don't know if it's a tell me something good. I just thought it was like a wow. 
that really happened. And mm-hmm. I think there's some good that comes out of it. Um, there's a young man named Danny who we couldn't share this part on the air. We tried to be family friendly, but he murdered someone. Mm-hmm. And they put him in jail because they had like evidence that he had done it but there you know there always has to be a trial and so while he's waiting for the trial to happen he's incarcerated well it turns out danny finds jesus in jail like i don't know Mm. how he's introduced or what but there's bible studies and things and he, Mm -hmm. he finds jesus starts listening to christian music and here's a song redeemed from big daddy weave and he said listening to that song and just hearing the words to it, there's a lyric that says, stop fighting a fight that's already been won. When I like thought about that and I, I really absorbed it, like I realized I have to confess to this murder. Hmm. Like Even though I've been denying, denying, denying that I had done it, I have to confess and I have to come clean because the battle's already done. And I know that what I did, I killed someone. I took hmm. away the father of three little girls. I did that, and hmm. I need to have consequences for my actions. Wow. And so, basically, they were going to get ready to like start the trial or whatever. He goes in the courtroom with his notebook, and it has the lyrics to the song written in it, and he just starts reading Boo! and saying, like, this song made me realize I need to confess to what I did, and... I'm forgiven for it. I'm redeemed. And then he says, I understand I'm going to be put in jail the rest of my life. Um, I I totally understand I need to do that. But um, I'm going to spend the rest of my life behind bars, like telling people about salvation coming from Jesus and not material things or other things like that. Isn't part of the lyric also prisoner? It says prisoner Mm -hmm. and it sets up that next thing. It's Mm -hmm. just like... You know, when they were writing and recording that, you don't know where that song is going to go and who's going to hear it and how it's going to impact someone, but what? Well, and Mike Weaver, uh, the front guy of Big Daddy Weaver, has talked about that song. He said it came out of a time where um, he was like curled up on the floor of his garage and he's struggled with weight for a really long Mm. time. And he said that it was like, unfortunately like an identifying thing for him and he kept losing that battle and losing that battle Uh and so the idea that god sees me as redeemed Mm. and Mm. set free and so it's a it was a completely different motivator Mm -hmm. to write the song and then this guy absorbs it in that different way and i just that's the beauty of like music and art is that you everybody can look at something and take away something different and we hear so often these songs right song at the right time or just connecting with you that they're able to say things that words can't Mm -hmm. so Wow. Just, he amazing. said the burden of like the confession burden, like it was li- like oh, that man. burden was lifted. Oh, like yeah. I don't have to lie. I don't have to like hide this in the corner wow. of my heart right. any longer. Like I know I did it, and you know I can't fix what I broke, but I can make it better. But so. another yeah. soul saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. something good right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Thank man, you. Man, these are all so good. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. So mine is about a church in Kentucky. Uh, it's a small church, Crossroads Community Baptist Church, and they have their church building and then they've got an additional 13 acres of land. And so they were thinking about how can we use this space that God has given us to help others. And um, which I think right there, (laughs) there are plenty of churches that would be totally within their right to just like sell off that land and like make a profit and fund other things. Right. But they decided they were going to build a community of tiny houses. So they've built this whole community. They're planning to build 20 tiny homes and they're going to allow recovering addicts to stay there. Mm. They felt that in their community, there were a lot of people 
that were trying to get clean and recover and they just didn't have a, a good support system. So, I mean, what happens when you are an addict, you struggle with that and you don't have a support system, it's so easy to fall back into that. So they basically said, we want to create a place, create a community where these people have someone that will be checking in on them. And obviously it's on the church property. So they've got a church right there and um, it sounds like different people at the church are going to take different shifts and things like that to just provide a community to them. And I just um, was really struck by that because I feel oftentimes our natural instinct is to stay away from people that are right. different than us, that m- are messy. And we just, we might say a prayer for them. We might maybe even give money. And not that those things are bad. Those things are wonderful. But um, keep them over there and I'll stay over here. Mm-hmm. And I just really felt like, what an amazing thing for this church family to say, no, we want to help you. We want you to be a part of our community. We want to resource you. We want you to get back on your feet and like do the, for lack of a better term, do the dirty work with them to yeah. get them back up on their feet and moving forward. So I just thought that was really cool. That's so much more Jesus than just here's yes. a piece of paper with the no Romans wrote on it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a track. Be warm yes. and well fed. Right. Yes. And that's yeah. like, I don't know, it's behaving like a, like a family behaves, you know, when, We've got family members who have issues. It's like, okay, it's our responsibility to enter into this in some way and try to help them get back on their Mm -hmm. feet. And a lot of times with people with addiction or mental health issues, they don't have family left to help with that stuff. They've bailed. Well, yeah, and it's just neat. There's been a lot of different church groups from all over the country that have volunteered time and their resources to help complete these homes. So... Um, that was the other thing I thought too, you know, so often you look at a problem like addiction and you say, okay, well, I'm not a therapist or Mm. like, I don't know, like, I don't really know how to help, Mm -hmm. but this church saw the need in their community and they say, okay, well, what do we have? How can God use that to help others? Well, we have this land. Okay. Well, let's build homes. Okay. Well, what can we do? We've got somebody who can help, you know, construct the wooden part. Okay. Well, we have other people that are electricians. So it's, it's really just having that heart of how, just having the heart of allowing God to use you in, in whatever capacity, just taking that step forward and stepping into whatever there is before you. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. Thanks for showing your support every time you download the podcast, review and share it too. And don't forget, you can join us. You can contribute yourself backstage at WCSG.org. We love hearing from you in email. Mm-hmm. And WCSG Backstage is sponsored in part by Fast Signs. The other Fast day, signs. I'm at a soccer <laughs> tournament with my kids, and there is no parking anywhere. And I'm driving, and I see a blue car, and it's got Fast Signs. Oh, nice. I, nice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I identify that brand. I know those a brand. Guys. It's important to you. That's I see right. what it is. So, yeah, it didn't move for me. You do have a great business. Business and you're looking for customers, Fast Signs is ready to help because maybe your customers just can't see you, so yeah. they have the ability to make some amazing signs. Because Fast Signs recognizes that your business deserves to be seen, whether it's a you know something on your building or a trade show event, even the vehicle signage like Amanda saw. That's right. Fast signs, more than fast, more than signs. And if you mention WCSG, they will give you 10% off of your order. Love a deal. Love a deal. We also want to thank... Kid to Kid, where you can get cash or store credit for used kids stuff. Yes, not just kids stuff, but also maternity. So pretty much all seasons, all kind of stuff. They also have new items, um, which is nice because I never seem to hit the store at the right season. So I always come with my summer stuff when they're looking (laughs) Mm. for fall stuff. Not true at Kid to Kid. They take all the stuff all the time. Um, And it's, you know, if you're looking to sell, you can do that. If you're looking to buy 
you're going to get a great deal on that stuff too. It's a great place to go too because they have a variety of like genders and sizes. And so like if you have family photos coming up this fall, Ooh. like you can kind of like... Coordinating outfits. Yes, in like one <laughs> one big room, yeah. you can yeah. kind of like, oh, we've got the brown sweater mm. and the brown pants and like kind of work it out for everybody nice. yeah. and not spend a ton of money. It nice. gets tricky at back to school time, especially our son Aaron is going into his junior year. Not one pair of jeans mm. fit that boy just right. because he's growing up. But there's a place you can take the old clothes. He doesn't yep. want to wear your hand me down. Well, but he loses no, his jeans. I'm That's right. To think, when was the last time I had a 32 waist? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, back like when a, I tell my 20 year old something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Something. right. There you go. <laughs> well, they are locally owned and operated, and uh, that is kid to kid. Learn more about our sponsors and about the podcast wcsg.org. The keyword is backstage. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. We have each brought three facts. Two are true. One is not. It is up to the rest of us to hunt down the lie. It's two truths and a lie. Let's get to it. Brittany, you go first. Okay, mine are about donuts. Because I was craving a donut. Of course. All right, so here you go. The first donut was brought to us by the Dutch. Germany has the most donut shops per capita of any country in the world. Hmm. And three... The donut hole was invented by a ship captain with leftover dough his mom used to make him snacks when he sailed abroad. (laughs) 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 That's like your guy with the burritos. Yeah. (laughs) I would rather have a burrito than a donut. (laughs) Yeah. More filling. I guess I always thought that fried food originated in the good old USA, but no. Mm. Right. Well, maybe. I don't know. Is that the lie? It had to get here somehow. Is a lie. Because if the donut was Dutch, we have such strong Dutch heritage in West Michigan that we would That's we true. would totally celebrate the fact that we right. gave the world the donut. We would have a donut festival. We not would. a true festival. We would. <laughs> and I wish we did. I wish now we did. I want a donut festival. <laughs> we could do that parade. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Hmm. Aren't the Dutch known for pretzels? I feel like pretzels are a thing with the Dutch. They're, They're known, known for, for their waffles. Frugality. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> waffles and frugality. And tulips. All right, I'm going to say the Dutch one too. Now that we've talked about this one, I yeah, that one's a lie for me. I think the the Germany per capita one's a lie. Okay. What did you say? That's the more donut shops. Yeah. Run down them real quick. So the first donut was brought to us by the Dutch. Germany has the most donut shops per capita of any country in the world. And the donut hole was invented by a ship captain. I'm going to say that's the lie. Ship captain? The ship captain? Ship captain. Yeah. For some reason, I'm just thinking that maybe there's another... Another story about the I considered it because if you had leftover dough, you could still make a donut out of it. Then that's has to be a donut hole. Hole. Little Cheerio. A little, well, little cereals. That's how Cheerios was invented, actually. <laughs> mm, three truths in a lie. <laughs> All right, Brent. So which one All is right. It? Uh, the donut was brought to us by the Dutch. What? It was called, uh, it loosely translated to oily cake. Ooh. Of no. course. Okay, donut is a much better name. <laughs> yes. <for it>. Oily cake. <laughs> This is just a fun little side note that probably won't be included in the podcast. Maybe it will be. Please. Apparently, the uh, French people used to call their donuts. <laughs> it translated to nun fart. 
is what they call the donut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But that's it's holy. Only I, yes. goodness comes out yeah. of the nuns. <laughs> like what donuts. Are you, what are you talking like? That wasn't French. Yeah. I don't know what that was. That was like Maywin <laughs> Suck It. <laughs> Isn't that the real name for St. Patrick? Yes. yes. That was Gaelic. That was my Gaelic uh, uh, accent. So the the Canada. Canada has the most donut shops per capita oh, of any country wow. in the world. Good and job. it was, All in right. fact, a ship captain who claimed that he... He was the first person to claim I invented the donut hole because his mom would make him donuts. As they must they have been plain because he probably didn't I have guess. glazed. Or yeah, chocolate. they probably weren't very or, good or flaming hot. And it was probably just <laughs> one. I mean, <laughs> like if it's just the leftover and you can't make another full donut from it, it was probably just one donut. He was probably hole. just right. every right. journey. Like, I wonder what happens if I don't fit. Yeah. Or I be on this trip yeah. and I have one donut hole. <laughs> Sticking in my eye behind my pants. For safekeeping. Oh, yes, exactly. That's why pirates have a patch. It's a donut, it's a donut hole donut. holder. He's he's making donuts on this ship. I feel like that's where burn the ships comes yeah, from. Right? <laughs> it was an accident. It was a grease fire. It started with a grease fire. <laughs> it got really wavy one night. Exactly. Slush. Well, I guess we can't go back now. Let's bring donut holes to this country. <laughs> His peg leg oh, catches on fire. Oh, no. uh, okay, I'll go next. <laughs> this is Two Truths and a Lie College Football Edition. Ooh, because right? you're so sporty. Exactly. I follow it very closely. Okay. 18 players were killed playing college football in 1905. Jeez, the Yeah. Wow. Columbia suspended its team because of the deaths, and even President Roosevelt got involved. Wow. wow. You don't cheer for your kid to have a scholarship oh, my when that's no, not yeah. so much. Uh, also, the first forward pass was in 1928. It took approximately 45 years of football before uh, a guy from St. Louis University decided to lob the ball to a teammate, and uh, he caught it and... It was a touchdown. Was that before they started wearing helmets? Because it seems Probably. like kind of like a know. brain damage issue there. <laughs> and then finally, the University of Michigan has won more college football games than anyone. I don't know what is true. I don't either. I'm going to say the throwing is a lie. I feel okay. like it would have. You said it, it was 45 years of playing football before it happened? That's a long time. Yeah. That's yeah, a long time. Lie. Lie. Liar. <laughs> Uh, you all agree on that? Uh, I don't know. Dodd's, Dodd's thinking. deliberating. He's over yeah. there running plays in his head. <laughs> <laughs> University, we've been around a long time, you know, so it's right. why we're on the eastern part of the country. I don't know. Football, you said early 1900s was invented, but it, but 1920s? No, how many years before the past? 40? 45 years. Yeah. That does seem like a long time. I mean... Just throw the ball. I know. Yeah. It makes sense, but I, hey, it only makes guy. sense because we've seen it Chuck now. Him. Yes. I'm going to vote for that one, too. Okay, interestingly, that one was the lie, mm. hey. but I only changed the date. It was 1906, and it was 45 years wow. since the inception of football. So I said it was 1928, but it was actually 1906 mm. so uh, they when just they first kicked passed in, the ball. kicked and handed off? Right. Or they would run it. Would they lob Every it like, time. laterally? It said forward like, pass, yeah, like so maybe it was. Right. They might yeah. have because it, done I mean, little tosses it, like rugby. If the idea of football yeah, came from rugby, then that mm-hmm. would make sense. Yeah. Hey, Dodd, do you have a college football player we should be cheering for this? Yeah. Uh, yes, Evan Morris. Go, Evan. Uh, s- 
he's going to play at least the first four games for Michigan State University. Nice. Graduated Aww. from Ovidelsi High School a little early. I don't know, uh, just recently on his Facebook page, he was showing the guns and flipping the football. I'm like, yeah, just like your Uncle Dodd. Yeah. <laughs> just like your Uncle Dodd. That's so your brother's son. It's my brother's son. Do and, you know what number he is? Um, I'd have to look that up. Okay. Uh, they're thinking four games because he could be involved with four before he was redshirted. So maybe he'll play some of the smaller games mm. and then hold off until uh, next, next year. year. Cool. We're really excited, though. So we're trying to figure out which of those four games can we make it to, oh. and just to see him. No he's doubt. a kicker, kicking in the stadium. Yeah. How he's cool. got a he's got a really good foot. So that's so awesome. He's, he was showing his guns in the photo, but he's a kicker. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Started just, as a soccer player, right? Yep. 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 Cool. Cool. He's he just growing up throwing balls, kicking balls, yeah. and all that. My two truths and a lie are about chickens. Because of all we've been hearing about recently is the chicken sandwich war yes. between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes. And maybe it's just because we live in an area of a country where I think there's there's one Popeyes in West Michigan, I mm-hmm. think. That's it. Like and I've I don't know that I've ever been there. No. So the appeal of going in to get a chicken sandwich there, it's like I'm that's not a thing for me. But the Popeyes is running out of these. You should sandwiches. try it out. Try is it out. good? Yeah. Okay. Is it better than KFC? I would say so. Is it better than Chick-fil-A? I would say so. Is it better than my mama's home cooking? Never. Okay. <laughs> the record for the most egg yolks in one egg <laughs> is seven yolks. Ugh. Mm. Mm. Like you crack one egg Chicken open egg. and there's, there's seven. Seven, oh, seven yolks. Not, like, have you ever had uh, a seven double, tuplets. A double, a double yoker. Like they've had it with seven before. Seven wow. yolks. Why is it that I just had a thing go off in my head like seven brides for seven brothers? I thought seven yolks for seven folks. <laughs> Here right. I am thinking it's very unsettling. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Mackinac. Number oh, no. two. The color of the egg depends on the chicken's earlobes. Red earlobed chickens lay brown eggs, while white earlobed chickens lay white eggs. And I didn't even know chickens had ears. So that's the truth right. I was going to tell you right now. They never come and just call them, so I mean, it would go to... They like to text instead. <laughs> And the third one, there's an invention called a chicken gun, which is used to test the resistance of airplane windows and engines by blasting dead chickens at the aircraft. This is. mm. I feel like they're all true. Yeah. Because I thought when you started talking. Sorry. When you started talking about the yolk one, I really thought the answer was seven before you said it. The true one, that seven one is a lie. It's actually nine. Nine, nine yolks in one three. egg. That's oh. the one I was going to vote for, just so everybody oh, sorry, knows. I vote. <laughs> thanks sorry, for, one. Thanks for giving Steve it away. Sorry. Oh, Steve won. Way to go, Steve. Wow. But, they shoot chickens at the w- airplane. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because, I mean, there's potential for airplanes to hit right. birds. birds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so. Oh, my word. They don't do frozen turkeys. Right? I was Nobody's just going to say. Nobody's in there, right? Like, just going to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Boom. Oh. And then a big puff of feathers. Yeah, I should have let you all vote. I'm sorry. I just thought yeah. it was funny that when you said something about them texting, at the corner of my eye, I saw someone doing the hunt and peck. You know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which one of you was doing that? But. All right, I'll go next. My facts, my two truths and a lie, are all around forty. Oh, the number right. sure, number forty makes 40th sense. Episode. Yep, forty is the only number in the English language whose letters appear in alphabetical order. So F is first before O R T Y. Okay, it's the only word in the only only number in the English language whose letters are in alphabetical order. 
Minus 40 or 40 below is the only temperature that is the same at both Fahrenheit and Celsius. So you know how they kind of get distance yeah. and they're not the same. But at 40, they're the same. And then chemists brought together 40 different chemicals to develop the magical spray we know as <gasps> WD-40. WD-40. <laughs> true if you two have this thing can you say that one again uh chemists brought together 40 different chemicals to develop the magical spray we know as wd-40 okay okay wow probably also the number of chemicals in flaming hot cheetos yes probably probably. Hmm. i'm gonna say that the temperatures is off because i think i think zero is the only one where they match up I'm also going to say the temperatures, but just I, because I, I mean, know. my first thing was um, I want to do a conversion on my phone. But yeah, right. I don't want to yeah, be right. that guy. Well, I thought it was, it was like <laughs> zero <laughs> degrees Celsius. It's always like you're supposed to add 32 or something, isn't it? Oh, wow, all this stuff I've forgotten. Say, so your dad is a science teacher. I took my quick science and bailed immediately. Same. I thought if it was I yeah, I thought if it was yeah, shoot. <laughs> I'm over here remember. thinking kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> if we a chicken runs down the road at yeah, forty right. miles yeah. an hour, <laughs> what? Okay, at an airplane. I'm uh, I'm gonna say the temperature thing also. Okay, temperature, temperature. You pick temperature. Yes, you, I'll say temperature. That's true. Wow. Also, fun fact: it's my Xbox gamer tag, forty <laughs> below. So, uh, no, that one is true. 40 is also the only number in the English language that appears. That's also true. Um, as far as WD-40, it's not that they put together 40 different chemicals, but it was their 40th formula oh. that finally worked. Ah. So that's why it's called WD-40, which stands for Water Displacement 40th Formula. Sometimes when we're recording, wow. we're like, take one, take two, yeah, take, take 40. 40. <laughs> right, I know. right. I know. So there you go. Wow. wow, good job, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm glad. Fooled y'all. I, you know what? I don't mind that I was fooled on that because I learned something very interesting about WD-40. And And all the other things. Yeah, the temperature (laughs) thing I don't care about. (laughs) Uh, National Dog Day was not too long ago. You couldn't have missed it if you have a friend on Facebook who has a a dog. Two Truths and a Lie, dog theme edition. Nice. Uh, Seeing eye dogs are trained to do their business on command. Go to the bathroom? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Unlike humans who sweat everywhere, dogs only sweat through their nose. Mm-hmm. And stray dogs in Russia have learned how to ride the complex subway system. What? <laughs> That's a what the what. That was yeah. so ridiculous. I hope it's true. I, Me too. So the seeing eye dogs like uh, sweat sweating. through. Yep. And then uh, in Russia subway. and the subway system. Don't dogs also sweat through their paws? That's what I heard. That's what I thought I've heard too. Or like their mouth or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's called drooling, I would guess. Yeah, it's called drooling. Mouth sweat. The Ooh. subway system, the sweating, and the going to the bathroom. Yep, I command. right. Yep. I feel like the first one is definitely true. Yeah, because you wouldn't want like somebody who yeah. needs a sight dog to just like randomly just stop in the middle of the road and lay one but out. What happens if somebody? <laughs> what happens if somebody forgets to like command it? Command the dog know? to go to the bathroom. Right. It'll whine. Maybe it will like chew yeah. on your pant leg and say, "Hey, bud." <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Need to go. <laughs> your wish is my command. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, I'm gonna say the second one. Same. I'm going with the Russian subway. One more person. Um, I think the lie is the sweating one. Yeah. All right. Unlike humans who sweat everywhere, dogs only sweat through their paws, the pads. Ah! Are so you're right. They they pant. Also, I think that helps with the cooling. The nose is wet because of they the... They lick it. Yeah. They lick their nose because the wetness... Uh, holds on to scents, and so they right. taste that, yep. and that their sense of huh. smell 
slash taste is like a mm-hmm. hundred thousand times better than ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing eye dogs, the popular commands are get busy or it's go time. Get busy. Uh, get busy. And this is if I had like known this before time. I had children, it would be so much more and entertaining. This this is it's go time. Yeah, like you said, this is so the owner can clean it up easier. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Stray dogs in Russia have learned how to ride the complex subway system. They get off at specific stops in search of food. Oh, they can wow. tell where they are and what they need, <laughs> right. to, and that one's true. Wow. Don't forget to get off at the third third stop. That's where they drop all the food. Yeah, We're take right. The, blue line, the donut, the holes. The donut yeah. holes. Wow! National Good Dog Day. It's very Good job, everybody. When the, uh, when the subway conductor says it's go time, <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to be on that car. <laughs> Which I knew what those were. I wish I knew what those words were in Russian. Oh well. Oh yeah. Next, Next time. time. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening to WCSG Backstage. Each episode, we close things out with a deep cut. Steve, we're back to you. What'd you bring? Yeah, well, okay, so I struggled a bit to come up with something good for this this time around. I've, like, maybe I just don't have a wide variety of artists, but, like, like that I'm a fan of. Because I thought through several, and I'm like, oh, I've already used them. I've already mm. used them. I would have gone with U2's 40 but I've already played a U2 song in the past. So um, anyway, I was thinking last night, how about Reliant K? I've been a fan of them wow. since like wow. Sadie Hawkins dance, yeah. you know? Since you were 20. Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> um, and so I just like them because they're funny and they're snarky. But every once in a while, they'll have like a lyric that comes out that's like, like humble and, mm. you know, like where they're lamenting the thing they were just joking about. Mm. And uh, so anyway... Um, I was looking for something recent. Their most recent album was like in 2016. They haven't really done anything on the radio for several uh, albums, but decades, decades, yes. But then this morning, I was listening to your family-friendly morning show with Jeremy and Amanda, and you guys told that story. uh, Amanda, you're telling me something good story. Um, And that song, Redeemed, you, you kind of framed a little bit like, you know, what, when was there a song that really kind of, you know, changed your life? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought, okay, Deathbed, um, which is a song by Reliant K that goes back to their album in 2007, uh, five, five score and seven mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and the song is an epic. It's like one of those story songs, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of keeps going on and on. It's basically the perspective of a guy on his deathbed mm. and he's going back through his life, all of the wounds and the regrets and the failures Um there's one line here uh, from, I think, like the third verse that goes, uh, from there, it's your typical spiel. Yeah, if life was a highway, I was drunk at the wheel. I was helping the loose ends all fall apart. Yeah, I swear I was destined to fail and fail from the start. Um, but you get to the end of the song and Jesus enters the scene, mm. you know, and um, it's just such a great picture of like what he does with our stories of failure and regret. He doesn't change the past. Uh, but like even on a deathbed, he gives hope in a future, you yeah. know. And um, so anyway, when I first heard this, I was going through a lot of upheaval in my life. And um, I was learning a lot of the stuff that I wish I had told myself at 20. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say the song changed my life, but it kind of was like, I don't know, it just confirmed a lot of what mm-hmm. I was learning at that point. And so anyway... Um, just the idea that it's just never too late. Mm. So if you, we're not going to be able to play. It's a long song, but like it, I would just encourage people to seek it out and listen all the way through. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but there it is, Reliant K, Deathbed. Thanks, Steve. Nice. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Dodd. I'm Steve. I'm Brittany, and this is WCSG, WCSG Backstage. I can smell the death on the sheets covering me. 
Today 